0: Is this really where Boston College football is at? We're going to actually spend an episode talking about UConn being an actual threat to the Eagles. Yep, that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to talk about why I'm a little nervous about this weekend's game against the Huskies and why this is kind of a sad state of affairs of where BC football is at and a BC legend is benched in Indianapolis. Which I am your host, AJ Black. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Today's episode is brought to you by Sling TV. Sling TV is everything you want for everyone, especially when it comes to college football coverage. With a massive lineup of games across the ACC, Big Ten, Pac-12, and SEC, I can always find and catch the games I want on Sling, and now you can too. Check out Sling TV now to see the massive lineup of games they have all season long. Sling, the TV you love for a price you'll love. Try it today. All right. On today's show, it, it, as I said, we are talking about the upcoming game against UConn. And I, I can't believe that I'm actually at this point that it's gotten to, it's gotten to the point where I have, I have gone from, you know, BC should absolutely paste UConn to, yeah, they're going to win, but it'll be ugly to, is BC going to lose this game? Because that's where I feel like I'm at right now. And if you look at the statistics, we can get into that a little bit later, that it it shouldn't be as nerve wracking as it, as it seems because UConn's offense is awful. And (laughs) I think BC's defense should be able to do some things to them as much as as people worried about Wake Forest. Remember, Wake Forest has one of the best offenses in the country and BC held with them. UConn has nothing. That being said, there are some specific reasons about this game that I'm like, Oh gosh. Uh, you know, it is, is this going to be the end? BC has never lost to UConn. They're 12 and 0 historically against the Huskies. And this is unlucky number 13 coming up. Who knows? We're going to talk about it. So why is this game making me nervous? If this was an alumni stadium, I'd give it to BC and I wouldn't be too worried. It's a nine and a half point spread on the road. Still pretty sizable, but a UConn team that is coming off a one in 11 season with a new head coach in Jim Mora jr. And who, you know, he had some success at UCLA. He had some success uh, at some of his stops that he's had. I'm not going to rip on him for any of that, but you know what? He's got that new coach gleam to him and players buy into that. And they have, big moments when that happens. I mean, look at, look at what happened with Steve Adazio. I mean, look what happened with Halfley, you know, there, when a new coach comes in, they, they bring a spark and you've seen that at UConn, they have three wins. Now breaking down the wins, you, you see, they beat central Connecticut, FCS school. They beat uh, FIU a team as terrible as UConn has been. They're really bad. And they beat um, Fresno state, which, on paper would be pretty impressive, but Fresno state was playing with their backup quarterback because their starter got hurt. Still three wins are three wins. I mean, I'm not going to knock them for winning games that they're supposed to win, but they've got also gotten pasted by Syracuse NC state in Michigan, because they play that fun independent schedule that um, they, they have unfortunately been stuck with, but you've got a coach like Mora jr. Who has got the experience that has, you know, a little bit of, of leverage right now in that program where he's got these players going, Oh, we can win. We can do things like this. And you got him doing this against a Boston college team that is badly beaten up. That is, you gotta, you gotta, I mean, as much as Jeff Halfley wants to say that the players are all in and that I think he said at the press conference that, um, you know, that they, the, he didn't even need to speak to the team because the leaders were all there there's something to be said about going through what they're going through and that it's tough and it's got to be draining and you're going on the road to you need to go and watch like other teams. Sorry. Rewind. My brain just, I got a text from Mitch and I just went completely off rails. That's my fault. I apologize. So you have a BC team that's beat up. And an upstart UConn team that is just dying to beat BC. You you know a team like this, a team like UConn, who has been the little brother to BC in football for decades, who has been the jokes of every, you know, BC blogger, myself included when I was with BCI. I used to always make jokes about this team. They want that win. They want to set their foot in the, the, Northeast and become more of what they were under Randy Etzel during his first uh, go around there. And what would be a best way to do that? Knock out the big guy, knock out BC, the big program in the, in the, uh, in in New England, right? That's where, that's what they're looking at right now. So you have that. And then on top of that, there's another piece that we're going to talk about in just a second that I'm even more worried about. And we'll get to that in just a moment. But before we do that, I want to know, as everyone knows, athletes rise and fall in the ranks. But when it comes to saving money, Simply Safe always stays on top. And right now, you can say big with Simply Safe Home Security. They're giving listeners 40% of their advanced security system. Simply Safe was just named the best home security of 2022 by US News. I use it. I love it. You'll love it too because it's Simply Safe. Your safety is the one thing that matters. Simply Safe, they have everything. You know, they everything for them it's family comes first whether that was helping avert a break in the effectiveness of their technology everything feels great when you use simply safe because they monitor everything 24/7 they are com- promptly contact you and dispatch first responders to your home even if you're away or unable to respond and It's so affordable. It's under a dollar a day. That's less than half the cost of ADT's traditional professional installed plans. So don't miss the chance to save big when you protect your home with the best. Get 40% off your order when you visit simplysafe.com slash locked on college today. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on college. There's no safe like simply safe. All right. So we're... We're 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 getting into the 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 weeds here. We're getting into some of the my concerns about BC football and this upcoming matchup with UConn, and this kind of gets to the point of uh, we'll get into Jeff Halfley in a second and what what the, uh, kind of what Mitch said on yesterday's show, but my biggest concern about this is you saw last year when BC played a Northeast team on the road, UMass. B, UMass was in that game against BC for a long time. Now, Jakovic went down with an injury during that game. That's the game. He broke his, his wrist and every, you know everything since then has gone downhill. But after that, in that game, it was that home field buzz. It was that. That I felt it was a concern. And, and UMass was atrocious last year. You know, that was, you know, their, their last year, It was before Don Brown. I think it was their last year with whoever their last head coach was, the former FSU coordinator. I'm totally blanking on his name. But that was a big game, and they hung on a lot longer than you expected. And I look at UConn, and I think their fan base is even more rabid than UMass fans in UMass fans. If you're listening to this, because maybe it shows up on your feed, you can hit me in the comment section and tell me I'm completely wrong about this, but that's kind of just where I'm at with that. But I think UConn fans are going to have, a, it's going to be a rock and crowd. It's a noon game in Hartford. Um, but I think I worry about this. I worry that their fan base is going to get their, their players energized and playing at that higher level. That could cause Boston College football to lose this game, and what do I worry about most? It's obviously the offensive line and Phil Drakovic, right? You, when you look at UConn, their offense is, as I said, and I'm going to repeat it all week, is atrocious. They have no passing attack at all. I mean, they're averaging like, I mean, BC's offense is bad too, but UConn is only averaging like 16 points a game, which is worse than BC's, but. Their defense has played well. Their defense has improved, I think, by five points a game over last year. When given that you've already played Michigan, Syracuse, and NC State, that's not bad. And they've sacked the quarterbacks. I think that's the piece that I'm getting into getting at here. Um, that I'm I'm worried about is they I think they have 15 sacks on the season already. They're in the top 40 in in pass pressure. And I, I looked at it to see like, did, were they able to do it against? Was it just against Central Connecticut? Was it just against um, you know, FIU? No, they, they were able to get some sacks against every team that they played against. They were able to um sack, they had a couple sacks against um Michigan, they had a couple sacks against some of the other teams that they played against. And that that worries me. When when you see a team, no matter what the um the the name on the jersey is that can do that, that worries me. Because, folks, we only have to look back a couple weeks to see what Maine's defensive line did to BC's offensive line. BC's offensive line figured things out against Maine, but I think it was that first drive. They let up two sacks. You can't let UConn's fan base think that there's hope in this game. You can't. So if BC goes out there that first drive and Drakovic is getting hit and he, you know, they go three and out, or they they aren't able to sustain a drive and UConn scores watch out. I I am I am worried about what would happen if that if that was the case. You know, there are weirder things in college football that have happened. And BC losing in a game that they are projected to win by almost 10 points would not be the weirdest thing that we've ever seen, especially that the, the game is on the road. So I want to get that out there now. So for all the folks that think I'm a, I'm a hopeless honk that always just blows smoke up your butt and thinks species, the greatest. I'll tell you that I'm a little worried about this game on Saturday. And I also want to add, before we get into our final segment, what this game really means to Jeff Halfley, because this game means a lot to his future. As Mitch, I talked to Mitch on yesterday's show. If you have not gone back, go on YouTube, listen to it. Um, I, You know, he said Halfley would would be safe for at least a year or two, no matter what happens, as long as they win like four or five games this year. If BC loses to UConn, he, he said this too, that's a different story. Because if he loses that, there's a potential that BC goes two and 10. And that's a whole different story. I'm not saying that Halfley is going to go. And I'm not giving you my perspective until this season ends. You'll get my perspective at the end of this year. I'm not big into firing and and hiring guys um, until I see the full thing, unless there's some complete disaster. And I, unfortunately folks, I don't think it's a complete disaster yet because I, I understand the offensive line issues. That being said, if they lose to UConn, that, that gets right into disaster mode for me. That's, that's a disaster. So this game is absolutely a must win for Jeff Halfley and his staff. He cannot go out there and lay a turd against UConn. And I know UConn has, as I said, some momentum, but they really don't. You beat FIU, you beat Central Connecticut. You can't lose to a team like that if you're an ACC Power 5 program. You cannot do that. So for BC, for Jeff Halfley, for the future of this program, there's no excuses. You have to go out there. You have to win this game, and you have to do it, I, I'm not going to say decisively, but do it with with um, a little less um, cardiac (laughs) issues caused by it. I want to see BC go out there and easily win this game. I'm just concerned they're not going to even do that. We'll have to wait till Saturday to find out. In a moment, I'm going to talk about even more bad Boston College news. I promise you, I am not into all the negative stuff. It's just kind of just one of those days. It's dreary out, um, and we're going to get into it. And we're going to go to the NFL and talk about One of my favorite BC players, possibly hitting the end of the road. We'll get to that in just a moment. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the people right for your team faster and for free. So head on over to their site. Add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. It's got simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs help you find the quality candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This is AJ Black, locked on BC. And I want to thank you for making us your first listen every single day. And for those of you that like what we do here, a daily Boston college podcast. Let me also recommend locked on ACC. If you like hearing good college football talk, good college basketball talk, check out Candace Cooper and her rotating uh, selection of hosts. I'm on there on Wednesdays talking about everything in the ACC, all the big news and items. It's a great show. Get your news between 20 and 30 minutes every day. Can't beat that. So check out locked on ACC on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we've got a few comments out there for some folks that are listening along live on YouTube. Uh, Nick Benoit has a few. He says, BC beats UConn thirty eight seventeen, which I think is pretty close to the score Daz beat them in 2017. We also have Chris who says, I've never seen a grown man get thrown around like a rag dog doll like Conley did last week. There really is nobody better than him. What about Chris Banks? Well, Chris Banks is a defensive tackle, so you wouldn't use him there. Um, and he did a nice job at defensive tackle last week. Um, it, it basically has to go with what Nick says. Agreed there has to be Krasniewicz or Bowery earning a start. I go back to Bowery because they've been kind of teasing using him. Um, and I, I wonder why they haven't done that yet. But that's up for the coaching staff to figure that one out. But let's get into our last discussion. And this is this one's even sadder to me. I don't know why. Uh, as you guys know, I'm a, a I was at BC when Matt Ryan was there. Um, I was I remember everything about the the 2007 season. I was a season ticket holder um, that year, and I've loved watching him do well in the NFL. And unfortunately, my Patriots also beat him in the Super Bowl, but he's had a a, a terrific career, right? Well, on Tuesday, uh, sorry, on Monday, Frank Reich. And the um, Indianapolis Colts announced that they were benching Matt Ryan after he had a tough start to start to his season, uh, nine touchdowns and nine interceptions. And they're going to go with Sam Ellinger out of Texas. Who's a, I think he's a second or third year starter. Um, uh, in addition, Frank Wright also said, you know, we have not done any favors to Matt Ryan. We promised when we brought him here that we'd have an excellent offensive line and running backs crew. We have not, Provided that, I mean, Jonathan Taylor has been out. Uh, uh, Hines, their their backup running back, has also been out. They've had a ton of injuries. Their offensive line has been absolutely horrible. I mean, it's like watching the BC version of uh, in the NFL, and he's just been getting killed out there. So, in one sense, he had a uh, he has a, a shoulder sprain, but it sounds like Ellinger is going to be there for the rest of the year, and that honestly makes more sense when you have like kind of like what I said with Morehead and Jakovic. When you have a quarterback that's mobile, like Ellinger is, it helps to mask some of the uh offensive line deficiency. Like Matt Ryan can't move, so he's gonna get killed back there. At least Ellinger can kind of move out and try to shake off defenders. He's better at that. So that that's a big thing there. But is this the end of the line for Matt Ryan? Is this is this gonna be the end? You know, he's had a you know it was his 14th or 15th season in the NFL. He had that long career in, in Atlanta or will another team take a chance at him? I mean, before the season he had done pretty well with the, with the Falcons. You, I thought this was a perfect fit for him. I felt like kind of like what, what Reich was saying, like he just needs a team with a good offensive line and a good run game and he can manage the game. He's got a, a good enough arm to, to stretch the field, but now he's on the bench and he's still under that huge contract i don't know what his buyout is if they release him um i don't know what how if teams would trade for him i'm sure i'm sure the colt's if they like ellinger at the end of this season or if they get a draft pick like i don't know Bryce young um if they would just trade him for you know like a fifth or a sixth just to get out of that contract i'm sure there's teams out there you know a team like i don't know like the 49ers or uh the seahawks well, They got Geno Smith. He's doing pretty good, but you know, there's teams out there that need a quarterback that have nothing. And you know, Matt Ryan, I feel like he could still find something, but it's kind of up in the air. And you know, I don't know where his head's at too. Right. Maybe he, at the end of the season is like, I've been beaten up enough playing behind terrible offensive lines at with Atlanta and Indianapolis. I just want to be with my kids. I made enough money. I'm done. I could see him go that route too, but we'll have to wait and see. But, You know, he's going to always go down as a BC legend. He, you know, everyone talks about Doug Flutie at at rightfully so, because he's, he's a whole other echelon, but for, for the, for folks in my generation, Matt Ryan's up there, the game in Blacksburg is the game that I will never forget. Um, And and some of those other plays, you know, beating Clemson uh, winning, I think he beat be, was a Michigan state in a bowl game. Like he had some big wins. Um, and we have not seen a quarterback anywhere near him since, since he left and he's left a big shadow at Boston college and hopefully Halfley or whatever coach is going to figure out someone else to bring him in. Cause it doesn't seem like Jakovic is that answer right now. He just doesn't seem like he's, he's the answer and I'm not sure where where they go from here, but that's kind of my thoughts on, on, on Matt Ryan. Now, do you agree? Hit my comment section up. And if you have not done so already, please, please, please. Make sure to hit us up on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button right now. Just hit the subscribe button and become a member to our channel. It only takes 10 seconds. It helps um, It helps push along our show, and I love each and every one of you. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. I'm going to talk about the future of the quarterback position at BC and look at where BC goes next year because I have some thoughts about it, and I want to make sure I share that with you. Thank you all. We'll see you again soon.